0: Good morning, and welcome to episode 106 of the Quickie Podcast. Thanks for being here, guys. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing great. Get that coffee, maybe a donut. It's never a bad day for a donut. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and today my guest comes to us from the Sunshine State, good old Florida. Florida. My guest today is Mr. Shane Harris. He is a designer and illustrator from Melbourne, Florida. That was a horrible Australian accent. I'm sorry about that. From Melbourne, Florida. During this episode, Shane and I talk a little bit about Johnny Cupcakes. And Shane tells us that it was Photoshop 4. I don't know how many versions ago that was now. But the Photoshop 4 is what really lit his design fire. We get into a little bit of talk about print and print design and what it's like to create an experience that unravels in your hands, you could say. Shane also tells us some challenges that he faced while he was trying to find work in that recession area after the job uh, you know, didn't work out for him in that recession era, of course. A lot of people went through that. tells us a story about being ghosted by a client after a customer sold the company And uh, he's kind of left as a freelancer in this dead space wondering what the heck was going on. Tells us that story. We talk about the benefits of just putting your stuff out there and how um, some pretty cool projects and connections came to Shane by just putting stuff out there, stuff that he wanted to create. Shane also tells us about a project he was a part of for Pepsi and so many other stories. This is a great one. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to it. My guest, Shane Harris. Here we go.
1: Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a quickie?
0: Good morning, Shane. How are you today?
1: Hey, good. How are you, Dave?
0: Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for being on the show this morning.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited.
0: Awesome. Well, are you ready for a quickie then?
1: Uh, Always.
0: Perfect. Start with briefly tell the listeners about yourself.
1: Sure. Um, So, yeah, my name is Shane Harris, and I currently reside in uh, Melbourne, Florida. Uh, Not the Melbourne of Australia, but um, (laughs) we're uh, about an hour east of Orlando, to give you some geography there. I've been here for a couple years. Um, I actually grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, a land of breaking bed Mm, and hot air balloons. Did
0: did you take your RV uh, up to or down to Florida with you?
1: Um, No, it was a little bit shot up, so I had to leave it behind.
0: Fair enough. I got it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, so grew up there, went to college there as well, and um, studied uh, advertising and communications, and from there I moved to Colorado, um, up in Denver, and my wife and I got married shortly after that, and we lived there for about 10 years, up until we um, moved over here to Florida. Uh, We have two little boys, uh, a six-year-old and a three-year-old, keep us super busy, but... um, That's for sure. yeah. Awesome.
0: So I want to go back. Um, Sorry, you've been, so you've been, are you freelancing? Are you currently in-house somewhere?
1: Yeah. So uh, right now um, I'm in-house. I work for a company called MetaShare, and I'm their art director for their um, creative marketing team. Um,
0: Sorry, did you not want to mention that on the show? It's up to you. It's totally fine either way. um, I just didn't want to like bring it up if you didn't, if you'd rather not mention it.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, I can give you more of like my current role and my um, previous roles as well, whatever you like there. So um,
0: yeah, I mean, if you're comfortable talking about your current role and some of the previous stuff, that would be great just to give him more context, but it's totally yeah. not necessary and up to your comfort level.
1: Yeah, let's do it for cool Cool that.
0: Okay. Um, so are you freelancing right now? Or are you in house? What do you got going on right now? Shane?
1: Yeah, currently I work for MetaShare. It's a Christian um, health share caring company. Okay. Um, and I've been here for about two years. I'm the art director, so I get to oversee basically all the branding from print to web to social um, and all of our external and internal communications. So um, it's, a, it's a big role, but it's, it's fun. I get my hands in everything. So um, I enjoy yeah, getting how, to How long have you have been in that role for? Uh, I've been here for about two years now, so.
0: Got it. And before that, what did you have cooking?
1: Yeah, so back uh, before here, I lived in Colorado. We were in Denver for 10 years, and um, um, when I first moved to Denver, I worked at the Sports Authority, um, the sporting goods store, when they were (laughs) still alive. And uh, I worked for their um, digital production team. Um, was Believe it or not, we had about 20 people who are all of our roles were to work on the um, Sunday um, ads.
0: Wow. So
1: Yeah, it was crazy. And that was just for the ads. We had another mini department for um, like other creative work. But for the most part, the whole team of designers was just for Sunday ads. So I worked there for a couple years and then moved on, did some freelance for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked for a couple of small agencies um, where I kind of really got to grit my teeth there and after that i got a job at a church that was a uh, pretty near us um it was one of the mega churches in the area and uh started as a kind of a junior designer if you will and then by the time i left i was the creative director there so nice. got to do uh, a lot of learning there a lot of growing and um had a couple of great mentors while i was there too so yeah very
0: cool did you describe it as a mega church Yes. What is a megachurch? How do you def- When does one church become a megachurch?
1: Um, from my experience, essentially, megachurch is when it's five thousand um, people on the weekends um, and up above. So crazy! That's a big yeah. crowd. Yeah.
0: Crazy. Okay, so you went from New Mexico to Colorado mm-hmm. to the Melbourne in Florida, where you are now. Yes. Got it. All right. So I'm going to dive back a little bit further than that, Shane, and I want to ask you about your childhood and what that was like. Do you feel that you had a creative childhood that led you in this career path?
1: Yeah, actually. So my parents were both super creative, and uh, I have two younger brothers, and I would consider them both highly creative as well. So um, my parents weren't in creative fields. My mom was a teacher, mm-hmm. and my dad's um, a super computer, um, supercomputer administrator, like mm-hmm. he oversees giant machines can't even fathom but um yeah he's a musician and my mom is a photographer so they were always doing their thing um and i always got to kind of get be the uh experimenter if you will and um learn from all their their fun hobbies
0: that's cool and you know i, yeah. would, I would say that the teaching role is creative because in order to connect yes. with mm-hmm all the different types of personalities in a classroom and all the different students in a classroom, you almost are forced to be creative in your approach to each student.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. So,
0: so that's cool. They had creative hobbies. And that kind of pointed you uh, this way a little bit. So who, who do you think was the main influence in directing you toward this graphic design world? Or, or what was the moment that that needle got pointed in that direction for you?
1: Yeah, I would say um, I've really started to realize that I wanted to be more in the creative realm um, in high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was part of a program marketing program class called DECA, and then um, I also enrolled in desktop publishing. I didn't actually do the yearbook class, but I did desktop publishing. And at that time, it was like, I think it was like Photoshop version four. <laughs> and then my second semester, it changed to Photoshop five. And we we're like, this is amazing. So, <laughs> Look
0: what it can do.
1: Right. It went from like floppy disk to CD-ROM kind of thing. So, or yeah. whatever. It was it was awesome. But um, just to date myself there. Yeah. So, so it was yeah. In,
0: in that class, that's where it really got, you know, pointed in that way.
1: Yeah, I would totally agree. Because um, we would do projects of just... Messing with them, um, you know, putting your face on a magazine cover or just simple little like clipping mask and whatever. And from there, I really realized, you know, the creativity that I'd always dabbled with growing up with drawing and everything, mm-hmm. I could actually see it being, you know, a career in the future with because of that class. So,
0: so what what grade was that? And was that sort of your final year of high school where you went, okay, this is where we're gonna go. This is where we're gonna level up to.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was that was my senior year. So, which was pretty good because I had. At that point, I was like leaning towards um, maybe going to sociology, like maybe trying to go in the path of, I don't know, the FBI or something, which seemed totally different from where I am now. But um, yeah, yeah, so I'm pretty thankful for that class at that time.
0: Those CSI shows, man, they rub off on you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Okay, so then that pointed you in the direction of art college or you were just some courses at university to sort of further your education in that realm?
1: Yeah, so I went to the University of New Mexico, and um, I studied advertising and just mass communications. And so, interestingly enough, they didn't really have a whole lot of design courses. So hmm. uh, even from college I and and, and post-college, I've become mainly self-taught. Um, I took maybe one or two courses, and, and those courses were kind of, I mean, a joke is a harsh way to say it, but really there, there wasn't a whole lot of learning from any of those Um quote-unquote design classes so mm-hmm. uh for one so for one year um in college i actually worked for the the newspaper and um i worked and did all in design and kind of get a better grasp on design in general that's really where i had to start kind of being self-taught and figuring out all things to do because no one else there knew what to do so um <laughs> yeah kind of crazy i mean but uh, then after that, I got an internship at a local um, ad agency, and that kind of really helped steer me into the the right direction from there. Got it.
0: So is there a design that stands out to you as maybe the most influential design of your life so far?
1: Hmm. Um. Yeah, I would say, I don't know if this is, it's not an, a specific design, but I would say just a general for, for influential was, when I worked for the church, you could really see the need for design. And so mm-hmm. my influence in my role was really to, you know, help better communicate visually all the things that are really just normally really crappy. Um, so I think that would be my influential moment of, you know, being able to really speak into a, a higher level for a, an area that needed it.
0: Definitely. Sort of seeing that, um, that opportunity, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: So Shane, do you have some designers or brands that you currently look up to or closely follow and what is it about them that you like?
1: Yeah, um, one of the designers and brands that I've followed for a long time now and maybe since the beginning would be um, Johnny Cupcakes. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he and his brand, they have just, they amaze me because they've always stayed creative and they've always stayed relevant and somehow they can still sell thirty to five dollar t-shirts like in a day. And so uh, I always enjoyed their their spoofs and parody stuff. That's kind of where I think I first learned about them because in college, uh, when I was in college, Threadless came out. And so um, the cool thing to learn to do was, you know, try and put your shirts up on Threadless, and if you win, you know, they, sh- they sh- sell your design. And so Johnny Cupcakes, he was doing his own version of that essentially. And so that really kind of sparked my. Uh, I created a desire to, to become a designer in a way. So, Very But as for like other, um, other people right now, like Clark Gore, um, Roger King, Adam Grayson, Eric Tan, Ted Carpenter, a lot of those guys, they kind of dabble in both design and illustration. So I think that's where I pick up a lot of my um, personal inspiration is from that.
0: Nice. Nice name drops. I like those ones. Yeah, the Johnny Cupcake stuff is really cool, really unique. There is yeah. like no holds bars personality there.
1: Right. Right. Um,
0: Shannon, I want to ask you a little bit about print and print design now. Um, are you utilizing print in your design career and how are you?
1: Yeah. So I find it interesting cause I feel like in a lot of ways I'm almost on the tail end of being one of the last few print designers. I consider myself more print than, um, UI or product designer. Mm-hmm. Um, especially my role now, um, it's amazing. We we still build brochures. We're doing pamphlets. Um, I do booklets and flyers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so I think that's one thing too. With essentially the the work that I do is almost like insurance in a way. And so we are having to do a lot of insurance like materials, and so a lot of that is paper based. And mm-hmm. so I get to um, create print stuff all the time.
0: So then, in your role as art director, are you hiring? Like, do you look after hiring designers and junior designers as well?
1: yeah, so we were we were do, going to do that for a while, but now um, essentially I just um, hire contract designers and mm-hmm. oversee them and um, direct them with various projects. so
0: So when you're hiring those um, contract designers, are you finding it a struggle to find ones that are knowledgeable in print design and can execute it, where you don't need to touch too often?
1: Um, I would say it's like 50, 50. Yeah. A lot of times there are people who can just hit their ground running and a lot of people who that's just not their forte. And, um, it almost surprises me because they're so digitally based that print is like almost a foreign language, but, Mm -hmm. um, but those that, that can, um, it's, it's a very smooth transition. So
0: good. Well, that's nice that you, that, you know, you can find some that are definitely knowledgeable in it. Right. Um, have you had any sort of recent interactions with print that stood out to you and, and that you enjoyed? And do you remember those at all?
1: Yeah, actually, um, one from my current role here, uh, we did a, a gatefold brochure, which mm-hmm. was kind of fun. Um, so essentially, if you don't know what a gatefold brochure is, it's um, it's almost like a four – it's an eight-page brochure, if you will. So four pages on each side. And then when you open the brochure – um, it's like one big spread, if you will. Yeah, just so, kind of like
0: opens up from the center and opens from the center again.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of has this like story-like feel to it because you're you're unraveling um, an experience as you go into the this little print piece. So
0: I like the way you worded the unraveling an experience. <laughs>
1: Trying to make it sound cool.
0: <laughs> it is cool <laughs> because you're you're sort of interacting in a tangible way that would be extremely difficult to do through somebody's smartphone.
1: Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Got it. Um, So Shane, the next couple of questions I have for you take you down part of your career where you likely have made some mistakes and learned some lessons. And I want to pull those stories out for the listeners. Um, What do you think has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging? And how did you get through it?
1: Yeah, I would say the most challenging time was I'm um, kind of going back to early in my career when I worked for Sports Authority. Um, about the peak of my career there uh, or my time there was um, during the recession. And so, Ooh, tough. yeah, so um, being as a big print department as it was, uh, we went through layoffs and I was I'd been there for two years and we went through layoffs as well. And so um, kind of the difficulty, I would say, in my career at that point was dealing with the emotions of that. like. As well as then trying to transition and find an, um a new job, so because people don 't joke with you know finding a full time job is definitely a full time job in itself, so
0: definitely you know, yeah, my, my dad always had this saying that it's easier to find a job when you have a job, but then oh yeah you 're basically working two jobs until you find that next job <laughs> right
1: <laughs> yeah exactly that's that's exactly what I experienced so
0: got it um. Yeah, that would be tough. So how did you get through that?
1: Um, yeah, luckily I was able to um, – the market was super tough um, in general, so there wasn't a whole lot of going on for almost like a year. And so uh, I got some freelance clients. That's when I first started doing some freelance. And mm. then I also um, – I got to uh, join forces with the creative group. Um, if you know them, part of Richard Half Company. And so they did some almost like freelance slash contract placements for me Hmm. So I would go and work for um like either an agency or an in-house team and I would work for them either part-time like a couple of days a week or I'd go work for them for like 2 months to 3 months straight until you know that project was over kind of thing. So that definitely helped me get through and it kind of helped me um keep fresh until I was able to to land a gig at an agency so.
0: Mhm. So when you were out there looking for freelance clients, how did you find them? Was it literally just door knocking and dropping off a portfolio or or how did you do that?
1: Yeah, in the beginning some of it was word of mouth. Um some of it was um friends of a friend. Um you know, someone who just a close friend of mine knew, you know, I was looking for some some work and so they would put out a word of, to someone they knew. And some of that was just like cold called emails back then. So Yeah. Back then. So what
0: what year do you think that was? That's the 2008, 2009 area?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when people were still like checking emails regularly and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now Shane, I want to ask you about a specific design or project that you have been a part of that did not go well or bring the desired results. Um, What was that like? How did that feel? Can you take us to that story?
1: Sure. um, There was one in the past year that I got to work on and... um, I think there was a couple lessons from this. Uh, one of them, so a friend of mine uh, started this company and he wanted to help me do some rebranding for them because they were essentially becoming a parent company to some like, um, like branded house companies within that big name. And mm-hmm. so they wanted to kind of um, craft their name a little more as well as just kind of update the look because they had a very simple typography, type treatment in their logo. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started working with them and then um, through the process, uh, he sold, he was the CEO and he sold the company and then I was essentially ghosted for months and I had no idea what was happening because he kind of took a sabbatical and a leave after he sold the company and then eventually the the new interim CEO or whatever his role was came in and said, hey, this is what happened and... Um, we're going to maybe work with you and maybe not. So let's try and see your designs. And so I sent them my stuff for review and then never heard back. Mm -hmm. So um, that's one of those things where I've tried to be very picky if I'm going to work with friends in general. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, um, thankfully, I had just started um, doing the 50-50 thing. So where I would do... a, a Invoice for 50% up front and then 50% of the payment at the end. And Smart. so, uh, otherwise I would have been just totally hosed on that one. So
0: totally. So what was there an interaction that led you to starting that 50, 50?
1: Um, yeah, I think just in general, just seen, um, advice from um, some friends and, um, people I follow on Twitter just really, you know, saying, Hey, this is important. You need to do this versus, um, doing it all at the end because they were t- given their own experiences of, you know, going through a whole project and not getting paid or getting Mm -hmm. paid like a year later. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. Was that, do you think, was that a hard ask for you? Like a tough thing to request?
1: Um, the first couple clients it was because it it just felt awkward. Like you got to trust me and pay me and and trust that I'm going to do the work for you without just, you know, taking half of this money and ghosting you. Mm -hmm. So there was that. Um, but after I got comfortable with it and I kind of realized this is how business should work that, I felt
0: okay. Isn't it so interesting that we sort of almost right away go to, Oh, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Then they have to trust me without even looking at, well, I'm trusting them 100% that they're not going to ghost me or (laughs) not pay me.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Always look at ourselves first.
1: Yeah. Yep. Tough.
0: Um, So what is something you're struggling with in your design career right now, Shane?
1: Yeah, right now, um, for me, I feel like um, just the busyness in general, um, I struggle with trying to make time for um, like personal growth, and whether that comes from enhancing current skills or learning new skills and techniques, um, just having the time to kind of keep up with some of that stuff has been tricky for me, and so um, I've been reading more um, on ways to kind of do that time management, even when you don't have the time, so... Mm-hmm.
0: Sort just like balance trying to find balance and time management between what you're wanting to do and your, and your day job stuff.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: So I had reached out to you from seeing your Instagram feed coming across your Instagram stuff. Um, now the stuff you're posting there, is that a lot of stuff from your in-house design or art director position or is this all freelance stuff?
1: So yeah, my Instagram and dribble stuff, that's all, um, freelance and, um, just other outside work. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't really shared any of my actual art director stuff here because um, a lot of stuff I share on those uh, on Instagram and Dribbble is more the kind of work that I like to do on the side, mm-hmm. um, more the you know, design or illustration based stuff. So.
0: so, are you still picking up a lot of freelance clients then? Is that something you're pursuing?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a couple that are um, retainer and then um, I kind of do um, fit in a couple outside of those two retainers. So, if I can balance about anywhere from two to four, I feel like I'm not going to um, overexpand my my personal bandwidth. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just yeah.
0: overextend yourself. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> so now I want to turn this bus around, Shane, and I want to ask you about a project that you've been a part of that you were the most proud of, one that just makes your heart sing or a, you know, a really big design feather in your cap.
1: Sure. Um, two come to mind. First off... Um, so one of my buddies back in Colorado, he was really into home brewing, and he would try stuff all, all the time. And um, out in Colorado, they have uh, a lot of the mountain peaks are over fourteen thousand feet high, and mm-hmm. so the term for that is a fourteener. And 14, people would go nice. and yeah, so they go and climb fourteeners all the time. And there's like fifty plus mountains that are fourteeners, and so um, they were super into that. So I thought, man, I wanted to kind of challenge myself to do some just more personal logo design um, enhancement, if you will. And so uh, I, di- I took a Skillshare class. And for the Skillshare class, I, I used him as like my faux client and decided to name it 14er Brewing. And I didn't really finish the project in the class, but um, did a couple of rounds just quickly to kind of learn the class and his techniques of the teacher. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how long after that, maybe been like six months to a year or more, but um, a couple guys in Denver were going to start an actual brewery called 14 or Brewing. And they w- went and Googled to see if anybody else owned that name already, and they came across my work in Skillshare. And so they reached out to me and said, hey, we saw that you did this. Would you be willing to work with us and like make this for real? And so um, they used the same name, 14 or Brewing, and I got to do all their branding, and um to this day, I still do all their packaging design and um, apparel design and stuff. So it's kind of an amazing, fortuitous thing there.
0: Okay, that's awesome. That, so that came just completely out of the blue, out of something that you had done months prior and just you know posted through Skillshare as sort of a learning experience for you.
1: Right, exactly. It was just kind of a personal exploration that I wanted to try. And they discovered it and made it happen, made it real. Shane, that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. That's yeah.
0: so cool. And that speaks to that world of like design. And even if you're not 100% like this is legit, this is so crafted and beautiful, put it up there. Just post yeah. it out there. Put it out to the world, whether that's on Instagram, whether that's on Dribbble or through the Skillshare like you had done. you know, Just put it up somewhere and someone might come across that and want to use that. And that's business for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's- <laughs>
0: That's such a cool experience. That's a great one. Nice story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then my other one was, uh, just happened recently. So, um, just the summer, um, Pepsi rolled out this big campaign called the Pepsi Summergram. Okay. And myself, and I believe another, maybe five other designers, um, we were all contacted by, uh, the agency that works with Pepsi, uh, to do part of this campaign. And so, um, what they did is they came up with like 300 taglines or something, and the, all oh, these yeah. taglines were going to go on their um, bottles for the summer. And so, with each tagline was going to be like a little um, icon emoji, and the, the in the style of kind of like an Instagram um, emoji, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I got to work um, as part of that team, and I came up with like 35 icons for Pepsi and they got produced and put on, um, bottles and marketing campaigns. And they even did, um, like TV commercials where they had a motion company go and animate all these little icons, um, into these like 3d things. And so, um, it was definitely a pretty surreal experience.
0: That is cool. And did you, you have like a shelf in your office full of these bottles? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I have at least five or six that I bought and my wife kind of had to make me stop. So I didn't, uh, you know, put like a hundred bucks into Pepsi bottles sitting on the shelf, but pretty fun. Hey, that's a worthwhile cause. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) Very cool. That's an awesome opportunity. And how did that opportunity come about?
1: Um, Yeah. So somehow the, um, the agency that I worked with, they are actually back in Denver as well. Mm. And they came across my work on Dribbble. I'm not sure exactly what they saw, but they found my work and Contact me to work with them on those icons. I guess my style kind of fits some of the stuff they wanted to hit. So that's awesome. That's yeah. like
0: the theme of this episode. I want to say like just put your stuff out there because you never know who's going to find it.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, Shane, what is one design, product, tool, website, or community that you just can't live without? Hmm.
1: Uh, for tools outside of the typical Adobe Illustrator Photoshop and InDesign um, I I need a sauna um, I got to have a task list I'm all about my list I try and um, really coordinate and um, schedule everything to where I can stay on top of it whether it's my in-house work or my freelance work mm-hmm. and then um, and then Evernote I, I have to have Evernote for everything I I, I enter anything from like a little list um, to do list for even from um, like when you make wake up in the middle of the night and you get an idea, I'll jot it down and never know. It won't make sense the next morning, but at least I, I put it down kind of thing.
0: So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's out there. It's uh, it's recorded. It's official.
1: Right. <laughs> nice. it made me happy so I could fall asleep at least. So Perfect. Yeah. And then uh, for community um, uh, a couple years ago now um, I, I, I got to join a group on Slack and we call ourselves Two Cents and most of us had kind of been following each other on um, Dribble or Twitter um, mm-hmm. before that and then um, a handful of us um, met via um, the Creative South Conference and then some met via the Circles Conference and then we decided, you know what, let's keep this going uh, and so we um, we made a Slack group. There's about um, 11 of us, 12 of us and the whole idea is for friendship and, uh, for friendship and feedback and we just kind of... Um, we share each other's work, and we feed off of each other, we share like new trends or things that we think are cool, as well as, um, you know, everyday personal life stuff that we can help on. Too, so
0: That's cool. So who's all in this group? Who's name drop some of these dudes?
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of us. So there's um, Ben Stafford, uh, Noah Jacobus, Daniel Song, Titus Smith, Dan Draper, Jeremy Booth, um, Matt uh, Whaley, Andrew Hockrattle. Uh, Andrew Berkmeyer, um, I think that might be all of them.
0: And these are dudes that you've met at conferences and you just went, you know what, you're a cool guy, let's let's connect in this group.
1: Yeah, yeah, it goes to Ben for kind of starting the whole thing, but he connected all of us, like we were all connected to him in some way or connected to one another and mm-hmm. um, just put it together. And yeah, we all kind of share similar beliefs as well. And so the, it just really helped that um, we kind of like the same stuff. So
0: That's cool. I yeah. like that. I like that. Nice, nice group drop. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shane, we're at the time of the show for the Ask It Forward question. I have a question for you from my previous guest, and you have oh, the opportunity to ask a question of the next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are or where they're from, but you can ask them anything.
1: Okay, so, let's go for it.
0: First, my guest previously is Tara Victoria, and she is a designer, one woman shop <clears throat> out in uh, Calgary, Alberta. And she had the question for you, um, because designers are usually sitting a fair amount of their day. Um, what are you doing to stay active, to be active and keep your body moving?
1: Yeah. So I am actually an avid cyclist. Um, I, I love road biking and I've been doing it for, I don't know, six or seven years now. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'll wake up a lot of times like Five thirty 30 in the morning and then, um, get like an hour ride in before work during the weekday. And then, um, on the weekend I'll try and get a, a longer ride in maybe a two hour plus ride if I can, depending on, uh, how busy I am with the kiddos. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, that's, that's definitely my way to keep moving. Cause I mean, I hate running and so cycling was the best answer to that. Nice. Yeah.
0: So you're like Mr. Tour de Florida.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
0: Um, Shane, what is your ask it forward question?
1: All right, so if you had to choose between being the leading scientist in your field or having mad cow disease, which would you choose? Okay, not really then.
0: I was like, okay, hang on here. Rewind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Real question is, um, what's something that you see the design community does really, really well?
0: Perfect. I like it.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm going to ask my next guest that question for you.
1: Simple. I liked it.
0: Shane, you made it to the end, my friend. (laughs) Hey, thank (laughs) you so much for being on the Quickie Podcast today. I really appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate your time and attention. Uh, I didn't mention in the intro, but Shane and I actually had to reschedule this interview uh, due to the hurricane going through. He had to leave town and just head a little bit up uh, north in Florida there to stay with his relatives and then came back down after the hurricane had cleared. So thanks, Shane, for making the time and fitting this in. And uh, guys, I will be back tomorrow. Yep. Talk to you then. Bye.